bankruptcy, divorce laws, disability, probate, there are so many classes on the path to practicing law. Unfortunately, most schools fail to instruct you on the business of law. This is Solo De Facto, a show dedicated to discovering the success secrets that exist in the reality of running a solo practice. My goal is to find the one thing that separates each guest from the rest to give you practical solutions to create a thriving firm. Solo De Facto is sponsored by Back Office Betty's, trusted virtual legal receptionist. My guest today is sitting down to talk about one of the biggest areas a lot of solo attorneys struggle with. She's going to be serving up simple ideas and ways to tweak your marketing to make a huge impact. I am thrilled to be here with Michelle Pippin. She is the founder of Women Who Wow, which is best described as part mastermind, part business school, part daily workout for the entrepreneur soul. Michelle is not only a great coach, but she is a fantastic marketer. So she's going to be dropping some great value bombs today. Thank you for being here. Oh, I've been so looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Awesome. Let's get down to the good stuff. All right. You are a highly skilled marketer, um, which you, I don't find. I have not met a coach who's also a great marketer. And it's the one area where all the coaches I've had, I'm like, but this is the piece that has been neglected. Um, So how did you get into that? Yeah, you know, I didn't start out as a coach. Uh, You know, I I was talking to someone the other day and she's a business coach, right? And I'm like, well, tell me about your your business. And she has no paying clients and she's marketing herself as a business coach. And I said, well, tell me about the the business you had before you became a business coach. Oh, this is my first business. And I'm thinking, you irony is missed on people, right? Like, what are you teaching? You know? Um, but I just kind of accidentally became a business coach. My real, um, skill, I guess I call it a skill, but I accidentally got into being an entrepreneur in some desperate attempt 22 years ago to stay at home with my babies. Right. It was just, um, back then you heard rumors of people who worked from home, but you didn't know anyone. You couldn't find a mentor if you had all the money in the world to pay them. And I just, um, accidentally got into the world of marketing and I, because I had no, um, you know, plan B, I had $213 in savings at the time. I I was married then and I'm still married now to a public school teacher. So there was no room for financial error. And, um, and I learned very quickly that if I was going to be able to make this dream come true, i.e. replace my salary um, while being at home, I would have to learn how to sell and market, right? That's the only thing. I I skipped over the branding. I didn't network. I didn't do any of that stuff. I learned how to sell and market. And so that was in my first business. I literally um, marketed myself as an at-home secretary (laughs) because the term (laughs) virtual assistant hadn't been created. And from there, I opened an HR company. Um, No experience in HR, had a degree in HR, um, but I loved, I learned that I loved selling and marketing the services. Didn't like delivering the services. And from there, I just began to study under uh, under the great copywriters of our time and even historically, but I learned um, all the principles of direct response marketing and copywriting. And so I just cut my teeth back then before like copy got sort of adulterated and bastardized by the online marketing world. So how I learned was just you know, feeding my family, keeping the lights on and, uh, but learning from the principles of direct response marketing. So that's where all of my self-education began and, and is rooted in. 
That's cool. I remember my first, um, it was, you know, one of those Dan Kennedy events and there were a, a ton of different speakers. So I can't remember who said it. It may have been Dan himself, but they said, you can have a mediocre product, but if you can market, you are going to be highly successful and you'll do far better than someone with a superior product. At first I was like, it was counter to everything I'd been thinking. Like if you build it, you do it right. The people will come. That's not the way it works. And he was dead on a mediocre product can always outperform a superior one with good marketing. That's the, it's a hard fact for entrepreneurs to um, really accept, right? It's not the best surgeon that makes the most money or the best attorney that makes the most money. It's the best marketed surgeon and the best marketed attorney. And it shouldn't be that way. I, I will admit it shouldn't be that way, but that is the way it is. And it's funny because I said that I, you know, I accidentally became a coach and really what happened was I always had like a traditional business, right? Until, um, you know, 2007, 2008 hit. And then all of a sudden my little shameful backstory of having no money to invest and, you know, the, the sweat equity and the bootstrapping and when everybody else's credit dried up and their, you know, second mortgages or, you know, home equity lines of credit were pulled all of a sudden, the way I learned how to, you know, market very directly became in demand, right? And that sort of began my journey um, as a coach and, a, and a, you know, in demand copywriter. That reminds me. So you, you've said before this analogy about the fox needing don't feed a fox, but I started the same way um, that I didn't have money. I couldn't afford an office. So my team was virtual, which yeah. now in the last two years, it has been a saving grace because nothing changed for us. We were already out there virtual. We were already ready. Um, but I was embarrassed about it. And you said you were embarrassed about it. What do you think that's about? Um, you know, well, when I first began, I remember um, buying an actual a CD from, I saw it being advertised on Good Morning America back in the day. I'm like nursing a kid. And I, I saw this um, thing on TV and it was, um, it played call center sounds, right? So that no one would suspect that I was working from home. I literally played this. And um, I don't know that it was some like deep seated shame or embarrassment in me. Um, I'm not one to be easily shamed or embarrassed. However, back in the day, it created suspicion that you didn't have a real office, right? And so, you know, just like back to my direct response roots, like I couldn't afford to create um, doubt or suspicion in my marketing and my my sales conversations. And so, you know, I bought the sale the the call center <laughs> um, sound CD, and I and I went on my way. But I I definitely think it was just a different time. Um, you know, back when, you know, those kind of things were a little bit suspicious, like you weren't a legit or real business. And so that definitely influenced me um, back in those days. And I think the shame around not having money, right? Not having money to invest in my business. Um, I think part of that was, you know, part of it was I, I graduated from college and massive uh, student loan debt, right? And got married right away and had kids right away. And um, so part of it was a little bit like, I'm not a proper adult because I don't have access to, to credit to like properly fund my business. And also part of it was um, the, the prevailing success stories. If you go back to, you know, early 2000s, the prevailing success stories were the people who like lived in their car, and, you know, or went from homeless to millionaire. And I'm like, I'm just not willing to be homeless. You know, that's <laughs> not part of my plan here. And so, yeah, I think it was like part of maybe not being a proper entrepreneur not being a proper woman or a proper adult. And um, yeah, I think all of that added to that. 
Yeah, I think that, I, that part, I could dive into that for forever because it's really interesting. I talked to so many people. I talked to someone this morning who has is newer in their journey and it's like, well, once I get here, I'll be, and I'm like, no, you're already the entrepreneur. Now you're just refining. You, you are the entrepreneur. Not once you get here, you are here. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we, um, I think we spend a lot of time in what I call in order to goals, right? So like, I'm going to write a book in order to get speaking gigs. I'm like, well, I didn't know that. I just started getting speaking gigs early. <laughs> I didn't know I had to have a book, right? Or I'm going to do this in order to, and I always teach people to be suspicious of those in order to goals. Like I'm going to do this in order to command higher fees or whatever. I commanded higher fees from the beginning. And the reason was I couldn't afford not to, right? I could, my schedule with, you know, growing kids, like my schedule didn't afford me, um, the ability to have a lot of clients. So I had to make a lot of money with a little bit of clients. And so therein, you know, I was a high, highly paid copywriter and coach. So I like how you started with the, you've got the vision for your life. You're like, this is my life. This is how I need it to look. This is how much money I need to make. Now let's work backwards. Let's make that happen. A hundred percent. I am, um, I grew up very, very working class. You know, um, I always had like everything that I needed and, and, and things that I wanted as well. You know, my mom stayed at home. My dad uh, worked a, a, a regular job and he, um, and he also, um, you know, worked side jobs and, you know, framed houses and stuff like that on the side. And so um, for me, I always looked at the fact that I could always make more money, but I would never get certain periods of you know, any period of my life back. And so I have always um, designed my business around my life. And it's part of the reason I'm in business at all. If I wasn't doing that, I would probably be corporate somewhere, you know, like, and, and I like to think I'd be at the top of the mountain, <laughs> but <laughs> I wanted to be, you know, I, I wanted to live life in, entirely on my own terms. And, um, and I've always been a little bit stubborn and defiant in that way. So in the women who, wow, is that something that you are, is that something you coach them on as well? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's about making money on your own terms. And I think, um, you know, you and I both know and love Dan Kennedy and, um, you know, he said, this was years ago, but I'll never forget when he said it, he said, making a million dollars is easy. It's when you put in like all the things I'm not willing to do this. I'm not, you know, that's when it gets a little bit more difficult. And I remember that really landed fresh upon me because I was like, you know what, for me, I run an international organization. We've got members in every state and like seven or eight countries, depending on, you know, um, ebb and flow, but I'm not willing to travel very much. I don't enjoy it. I'm a homebody. I've been preparing for this pandemic my whole life, right? Like I could never leave the house and be totally fine. I, I I've never been to a networking meeting. I don't go to um, to events I'm not speaking at. Like there, there's lots of different things I'm not willing to do. And so I learned. Um, have you ever seen movies that where they they um, there's like I can't some high school movie I can't remember what it was but they turned a car um, into something that burned on chicken grease or something like that like to be eco friendly mm-hmm. I think it was like one of the um, I can't think of the name of it anyway regardless you can build your business engine to run on whatever you want to feed it. That's what I found out early right It's like I did direct response I mean very beginning I'm talking. 22 years ago, I, there was no social media, no website, no email back then. People didn't use email, but I did a direct response letter 
one letter. I printed it a hundred times. I got $32 worth of stamps, which was a roll back then. And I, I mailed it out, right? Like it was very, very um, simple and direct response. That was what I fed my business, a letter with a direct offer and calling the next week after I mailed it out. And now I've built my business to run my business engine to run on my own um, content marketing because I love it. I'm a writer, right? I just built this whole thing, this whole mirage, women who wow, the whole all of it. I just built it to give myself an audience <laughs> so I could live this life, right? It's it's all, you know, we can all do that regardless of industry. That's incredible to hear you say that you haven't had to go through, you know, the networking events, all, all the things that I feel like that we do when we start out. I mean, they're painful. They're not fun. Man, yeah. I don't cool. know. I don't think I do my brand any favors by showing up. You know, I'm, um, I'm not, I'm not big in small talk. I, uh, you know, even if I can control my mouth, my eyes are like, you know, <laughs> this is painful to me. Yeah. So, um, and I'm grateful, but also really back then you, if you think about it, there weren't meetups, you paid to go to these. I remember I wanted to go to an e-women's network meeting, right? And I remember thinking that, but it was $19 to go. And I would have had to get a sitter and leave my husband, who is like my first passion in my life. But, Aww. you know, I would have had to do all that. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I can't afford it. I don't want to get away or I'm nursing, whatever it was, right? And so it wasn't so much then that I didn't want to, but I couldn't afford to. And then I realized... I didn't need to, I'd never, I've never been. So it was, um, it was, it worked out well. <laughs> That's fantastic. So you brought up that you just, you had one direct response letter, you had a follow-up system. Do you think that sometimes we're trying to just do too many channels and we should just get at least one that's working really well? What do you suggest in that area? Yeah, I feel like there's um, the internet marketing and I, and I get that I'm a part of it. I'm not a walking iron here, but I feel like the internet marketing space has complicated the basics of business so much, right? One thing that always encourages me is the fact that prior to the industrial revolution, you know, all of us were self-employed, you know, there was no 80% survival, you know, or failure rate. That would be 80% like starvation rate, <laughs> you know? So there was none of that. And the more business gurus that rise, the worse off our businesses are collectively, right? So the first thing I would say is look at what everybody else is doing and don't do that, right? Like, you know, four out of five businesses fail because they're giving each other advice. So like, don't follow, you know, don't follow the way of the masses. That's, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is we're, we're taught to focus on a couple things. One is this magical word of scale, right? And I'm all about leverage, more money, less time and investment perfect, right? It's, it's what I've done my whole, my whole career, but you got to have something to scale. People come to me and they're like not making a dollar and they're wondering how to scale and they're doing all this stuff, which actually separates them, you know, the separates the seller from the buyer and all of these like really weird steps that we take. And um, maybe to make us look important, maybe to make us look fancy. I don't know what it is, but to me, absolutely have at least one way that, you know, you can get paying clients in the door. If not, you're going to be applying for a job soon. So, yeah, I mean, and for, you know, I know you work with attorneys, right? And so attorneys should be in 
legal conversations, right? Nothing sells really except through conversation. Now, as you grow and scale, that conversation could be a one to many conversation, you know, on a stage or people reading your blog or what have you. But for, you know, for any of us, we need to remove the sales friction, right? Make sure that we are closing the gap between seller and buyer and staying in those just real authentic, I can help you sort of conversations. That's great. I love the idea of a one-to-many, especially if you don't have a lot of time, you don't have a lot of money, you don't have a lot of resources. Um, can you kind of talk about like what that would look like? Um, like for, you know, a solo attorney, you know, is what is there a follow-up sequence? You know, how do you kind of pl- plan something like that? Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll never forget. Are you familiar with a, a woman named Fabian Fredrickson? No. Okay, so she was really big. I don't know if she's still in business today. I have no idea. But back in the day, she was very um, big in the um, in the internet marketing world. And I'll never forget that I um, I had saved up painstakingly three thousand dollars that I was going to pay her to coach me. Right, and this was like back in the day. There weren't that many coaches. You found her. She was a mom. You blah blah. blah. And before she met with me the first time, she asked me to fill out a survey or whatever, and it said, "What are my main challenges?" and it was easy. I have no time and I have no money. I've got these kids. <laughs> I think I had two at the time, you know, like I'm nursing, I have no daycare. I'm running this HR business, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she didn't take me on as a client. I was highly offended, but uh, it turned out to be, I think for the best for both of us. But um, anyway, so yeah, no time and no money is a great place to be, to grow your business, right? Cause you get really, really creative. And um, when you say like my follow-up sequence back in the day, right? Like 22 years ago, it's funny because the sequence was I'd mail out 10 letters one week and I'd follow up on 10 letters <laughs> from the previous week. That was the whole system. And it was more like, Hey, did you get my letter? Have you thought about how I could help you? Right. Like that was, that was the, the sequence, but for attorneys, you're only limited by your imagination, right? There's nothing that won't work as long as you're in conversation. So I have attorneys who hold um, little meetups. It's actually a female attorney who works with dads um, who are fighting for custody or going through a divorce, right? So that's her, her specialty. Fantastic. Great. And, you know, she has a really cool little story because she says, you know, here's the deal. As girls, we are, we hear our moms, our grandmas, our aunts, like in the kitchen talking about, oh, don't you let him, you need to get your, you know, get your um, account in order. You need to start another account. You know, girls hear this stuff growing up. Boys are not hearing it. So they're like blindsided. So anyway, she has a cool business, but she does little work like meetups, right? Where she has men that are coming and asking her these questions, right? Just casual meetups. And she does take them through a process of five things that you need to do in order to prepare. If you're going through divorce or fighting for custody, she later turned that into a book. She's got, um, you know, an active blog where she's talking to, um, to these men about going through divorce and how her, her follow-up sequence is very, very, um, simple. Again, reducing the friction. If they're showing up for the, um, the meetup, or even if they've registered for the meetup, but they don't show up, right? Like, you know, maybe things were really good the night before and <laughs> they think everything's <laughs> fine, whatever. Right. Um, she follows up very simply. It's like, Hey, you understand it's very human to human. 
I understand that having these conversations is hard. So one would be, thank you so much for showing up. I hope I was able to answer questions. I wanted to offer to meet with you privately to discuss your case in person. If they didn't show up, similar email. I understand this is hard to show to do, but you you signed up. If you ever need me, you can you know sign up for a confidential appointment. Then she has a couple of, of um, emails and letters that follow that. But she doesn't need them that often, right? Because she's visible. She's serving people. I say there's magic words you can always say, which is, I can help you with that. Right. Whether you're a bookkeeper, an attorney, you know, uh, with, a, you know, trying to do financial planning, going through divorce, you know, whatever. I can help you with that. These are things that people want to hear. And if you're saying those words and you have some form of communication with them, then the next step is really easy, especially for attorneys, because you just got to get them into the office. Yep, absolutely. We love saying um, I'm happy to help you with that. That's one of the things our, our team is trained on saying. Do we take this case type? Perfect. I'm happy to help you with that. Let's get you a time to come in and talk to the attorney. And then we can continue nurturing and growing and no light trust. And I, I tell you, you know, if you, if you were open, if you would even test, I'm, I can help you with that. Right. We I can, can help, help you with that. I love that. It's a, it's so different. I'll never forget my oldest who now works full-time in the business with me. Um, she had uh, something called lymphangioma, right? And it's uh, it's sort of like elephantitis. You've seen it like on Oprah, maybe back in the day, like arms are really big, right? And, the, and uh, but hers was behind her eye. Very, very rare. And we were like, I live in North Carolina. We were having to like drive because I had to nurse one kid, you know, drive to Boston and get these like really dangerous surgeries that risked her actual eyeball. And I ran into um, an, an old friend from like junior high school. He'd become an acupuncturist. And, you know, he said these words to me. I'll never forget him because he was asking me questions. He's like, is it lymphatic? And I'm like, yeah, you know. And he said, I can help you with that. And I remembered in that moment, we were, I was shopping for Christmas that day, right? And I remember that moment. I was like, you know what? This is what doctors never say anymore. This is what people never say. I can't help you with that, right? And that changes, like, I'm happy to put you in touch with an attorney to a confidence. And you know what? They're going to keep that appointment with the attorney that says, I can help you with that. Absolutely. We want that confidence. Absolutely. You want to talk to someone who you feel so assured that they, that you are in the right spot. Yep. Absolutely. Perfect. It's just like, I'm for you. That's, that's all they want. I'm for you. <laughs> yes. And I mean, call me crazy, but if I'm looking for a surgeon or an attorney, you know, um, borderline narcissism is not going to hurt. I want them uber confident. Yeah, <laughs> <I> absolutely. <laughs> right. I want them to be the one who with, you know, 10 seconds left on the clock. I want them to be the ones like, give me the ball. Right. That's who I want. <laughs> absolutely. Especially with your health. <laughs> absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, so let's talk a little bit about authenticity and how that kind of works into your marketing. Um yeah, just, just lay it on me. Yeah. So when you and I first spoke, um, we had never had a, a, a in-person conversation before. Right. And we were talking a little bit about content marketing and having like a theme, like motivation Monday, <laughs> truth, exactly. Text Tuesday, <laughs> and, um, and I just like word vomited, like, yeah, I don't do that. Right. And I, I gave you the French made analogy, which was, if you want to spot 
spice things up with your husband. Um, you don't show up in a French maid outfit every Monday afternoon, <laughs> right? Like it gets boring and expected. And the same kind of thing goes for your uh, market. And people are um, often like, they wonder, I, I do create a lot of content, probably more than 90, 95% of other people online, but it's just normal, natural, conversational dialogue um, with a market I aim to lead, right? And so it's not hard or, you know, I don't have to agonize over it. I don't fit my content marketing into themes. Here are the two questions that I ask for my content marketing, actually, which is, is it true, right? I am big on not just being authentic, but telling the truth, <laughs> you know, so in, in other words, like I've been interviewed many times about um, getting to seven figures in my business. And I, and I'm always like, listen, one, that's true. But two, I walked away from it. Three, I made less money bottom line <laughs> in those years right, as an event led business. I'm very upfront. So one, is it true? If it doesn't pass that, then I'm not going to write it. And two, will it help someone? And if it, is yes to both of those questions, then I consider it a valid content marketing piece, right? Is it true and will it help someone? Because that is what you need to be doing in order to market your practice, particularly as a professional. You just need to go out there and share your twisted little view on in your... You know, in the case of many people listening to this, on the law, your little view, how you do it differently. Staying in conversation with your market is easy if you love them. It's easy if you're a true professional. Not everything has to be a dissertation. It might be a tip. It might be a story. It might be just a word of encouragement, right? It might, whatever you can do to kind of you know, pull back the curtain of what's going on in your practice so that other people can say, oh, I bet she can help me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I keep harping on it, but I'm like, I need, we need to show a little bit of ourselves, show a little bit of personality in there. I love that. You told me, I don't do that. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> you open my eyes. I see it from a new perspective and I hear you uh, loud and clear that, you know, just pull back the curtain a little bit, let people in. And I think that a lot of people are afraid of the repulsion that happens along with doing that. And that that's a bad thing. And I don't think it is. What do you think? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, when you lay out the red carpet for some people, um, other people are not going to walk down the carpet. You know what I'm saying? But that's okay, right? To me, I look at it not as a, I've always had a, um, a firm hell yes or hell no kind of policy, right? Even when Women Who Wow had very few members, right? If it wasn't a hell yes from the person we invited to join, it was a hell no from us, right? I don't want any like, lukewarm energy around me. And so, you know, it's, it's okay. I, I didn't, it wasn't resent. It wasn't any resentment. Um, if somebody wasn't a hell yes to join women who, wow, it was never resentment. It was for me, like it was freeing them off to, up to go find someone who was a hell yes for them, yep. a mentor that they could really go all in on. Right. It was, it was for them as well as, um, for me. And so, I think the repulsion thing is, is a little bit part of it. Right. And um, particularly for women, sometimes we have a hard time, um, you know, not being liked or, you know, considered uh, polarizing or, or what have you. But one thing to keep in mind is like, everything's polarizing these days, everything. And so you're not going to avoid it really. And also for the, you know, for the content, like showing parts of you, right. It's not, I never make it about me, right? I make it about 
us, about our people, about the people that I help, right? And so it can be as um, as simple as, you know, every day, almost like, you know, back in the day we wrote in our diaries, right? It's like, we could simply write, like, here are the questions that came up in my practice today, right? And it can just be one a day. And you might, a lot of attorneys will say, oh, but then they won't come in, you know, for the appointment. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if attorneys know nothing else, it's that every person who walks in their door thinks they have the most unique <laughs> situation <laughs> ever to be confronted by an attorney. Yeah, right? like, so true. Yeah. They all think that theirs is so different and so unique. They're still going to come in. Yes. They just want to get your take a little bit. Yes. Uh, that's so funny. So it's like, yeah, we absolutely handle divorce. In fact, we're a specialty diverse form. That's what we do. That's what we specialize. Oh, but let me tell you about my divorce. I, <laughs> we hear that all day, every day. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. It's like, um, I know Dan, you know, had a um, picture in his office that said, you know, no, your business isn't different. Right. But we oh, think our great. marriage is different. Our will is different. Our, and in some ways it is, it's true, right? Like you want your attorney to, to, um, you know, know that every case is treated differently, but that my view of how unique my divorce is or my you know financial planning is that'll get me in the door but first i want to i want to hear how you respond i want to know your approach right and so somebody's going to be looking for a, an attorney who you know men's family relationships as as you divorce others are looking for somebody who's like yeah i'm going after everything he's got you know, and it's a different approach, neither right nor wrong, but right for one and wrong for another. Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of the niching, keeping things simple. Yep. And I think it's so incredible that you are, are so great at marketing. When your clients are coming in, you know, kind of what mix of them are really need like mindset versus maybe financial advice versus marketing. Where do you find kind of the biggest areas? Um, that's kind of been a little bit of a shift. Um, it used to be, um, people came to me more strictly for the marketing, right? Like the, um, and I don't work one-on-one -on -one with clients anymore. Now I only, I only work with clients through women who wow. Um, but I think that part of it, just like we were talking, like pulling back the curtain, I think part of it was I wasn't all in on the mindset stuff yet. Right. And I wasn't like, I am like hardcore grit you know, sweat equity, do what you got to do, right? Like that's how born and bred, you know, eight to late how I work, right? Or, you know, how I was raised. And so the mindset piece to my detriment um, was adopted really later for me in the last probably several years. And so now I think it's the unique mix, right? Like you said, it's hard to find a business coach who has like her teeth in the actual direct response marketing, right? So it's like, I can say, well, that's not going to work. Like, why are we driving them here? And this is, you know what I'm saying? I can connect the right. dots because I've been there, but they also want the mindset slash like identity piece because I, I, I don't know. I think, I guess people come in for the marketing, but when they come to me, they leave differently as a woman, right? They're 
just more confident. They feel more fire. They feel stronger. They, they can see why they should be desired in, in you know, in their um, profession. And so it's, it's a, it's a mix, right? It's, it's the mindset, it's the marketing and it's like the muscle, right? <laughs> it's the, um, it's the muscle and the grit to um, overcome. And I think that it really, I think that's what they leave with is they just leave um, stronger. That's awesome. So how do kind of tell me how the program works uh, for the women who wow? Yeah, so I'm actually really proud of it. Um, and it was it was modeled after a membership you and I both <laughs> both know well, right? Um, but back in the day, there was no, I, I never found groups. I would speak to um, groups and it would be largely men, right? Um, or I would speak to groups of women and it would, I, I didn't see um, female attorneys or accountants or, you know, I'd, I'd see, you know, only the, the uh, multi-level marketing businesses or what have you. And so I created Women Who Wow essentially to create a tribe of the seriously driven woman. And, um, and that's what I've created. So the membership is designed to be extremely affordable for somebody who is serious about business. And our benefits include a print newsletter. We do intensives, like right now we're in a, an intensive called um, The Art of the side hustle. And it's not for people who have full-time jobs, but just like your attorneys, like their full-time job is being an attorney. Their yep. side hustle has got to be marketing, selling, having these workshops, maybe writing the book, doing the content marketing that becomes a side hustle. And I built my business in 20 minute blocks of time around <laughs> three kids. So I, I, I know the art of the side hustle. And so um, that's the intensive we're in now. And so we're, we just walked, got out of one that was like eight week long intensive. This one is five weeks. So it's like a training component with templates and stuff like that. Um, they also have one-on-one -on -one time with me the first and third uh, Thursday of the month. We have a co-working space digitally where I'm available to do some Q and A and to look over sales, you know, funnel emails and sales page emails. We do that once a month. So it's quite a comprehensive uh, membership and, um, and wow. I'm quite proud of it. That is an incredible service. Incredible. I'm already thinking, I'm like, I know this, this gal and this gal that they could definitely use something like that. Um, fantastic. Yeah, I would love, I would love to meet them. Um, I, I just am, am so, I'm, I'm proud of WOW, not just because, you know, what it does or gives or whatever, but I love the women who find us, you know, we've never been member hungry and I love the women who find us and, and are like, you know what, this is my home, right? I'm better here than when I'm, you know, um, not here. And, and we have had um, people leave over, um, you know, like political or, or other um, issues in the past couple of years. And, um, and they've come back, almost all of them, because they make more money here. They're, they're, they present differently. They show up differently when they're in this little container called Women Who Wow. And so, and that's what I'm most proud of, right? Because I learned a long time ago that like short of salvation, the the best way to change a woman's life is to change the way she makes a living. And when she can make a living on her own terms, that's a new woman. That's incredible. I love it. I have a girlfriend who's a little bit in crisis right now. And we've been really talking about, uh, I keep asking her over and over when she says, Oh, this friend was so negative. And I say, what's your vision for friendship? Oh, and you know, my boyfriend, this, what's your vision for a relationship? Always, you know, keep going back to that and then surround yourself with the community that supports that vision. And so if you are motivated, you are entrepreneurial, you're a woman who wants to accomplish great things. 
this could be your community, you know, yeah. what's your vision for your life. And then surround yeah. your, I'm like, you're never going to get there surrounding yourself by the people we grew up with and surrounded ourselves with 20 years ago. And they're all the exact same. It's never going to happen. That's right. And I, yeah, I mean, I, and I feel like too, um, there's a culture of like, I don't know what to call it, like settling or wise settling. Cause I'm wise. Right. So like I waste a lot of time, you know, later because, you know, I'm a good mom and I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Like all the while I could have custom designed this baby. Like I eventually ended up doing right. And I could have done it all along, but I was like, you know, I was being wise. I was going to be a good mother. I was going to do this. I was homeschooling at the time. And I just remember, I, I look back on it. I don't have a lot of regrets, right. Of things that I've done but I have some regrets of things I didn't do. And all along I, I could have written this script and I never did. And so I'm kind of on a mission, right? Like for, for women of all industries to, to write their own script because all of our success is a custom creation. My dad's a, a builder, right? He was back in the day, he worked at a, at a chemical plant and he framed on the side, but now he's a builder. And um, in his, he, we live on the Outer Banks. And so his steps make it through every storm. His houses make through every storm because he has solid construction. And I realized that in business, regardless of industry or how many years you've been doing it or whatever, there are some principles of solid construction that apply and you can build it a one, a single, you know, a single um, layer, you can build an A-frame, you can build it any way you want, as long as you use the solid construction. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I love it. Is there something special that you're working on or what are you most excited about for the future? Yeah. So, um, I wake up every day excited to be honest with you. I'm always, um, you know, elbows deep in in projects that, um, that I'm excited about. Um, I'm very excited to have my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter working with me full time. Like I, I wake up excited about that because she's now kind of writing her own script. Um, I do have a book coming out, um, called mental toughness, um, a 30 day journey, um, into mental toughness. It's, um, going to be for women entrepreneurs. I'm so excited. It's part of my dr- books for driven women series. And so that's what I think I'm most, uh, spending a lot of time on right now. And, uh, what I'm most excited about. That sounds like a good book. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Oh, I'll get, I'll send you a copy. I'll send you like a, a pre-copy. I'm very, very excited about it. I know um, Lee Miltier is going to interview me for her oh, um, program. So I will join the great authors like Dan Kennedy and Barry Moltz and Mike McCallowicks and, and uh, be interviewed her, um, by her for that. So I'm fantastic. All good, good names to be associated with. <laughs> right. That's cool. Um, and let me say, how would our listeners connect with you if they want to reach out to you and learn more? Yeah. So um, all my free stuff is over at tribeofdrivenwomen.com, tribeofdrivenwomen.com. And um, so you can go there and my podcast is there. Our blog is there. Um, any free offer we have is always there. And um, and I will say that um, the link to my Facebook is is there. That's where I normally, that's where all my content originates is on Facebook. I'm trying to love Instagram, but I mean, I'm not doing real well with loving that. <laughs> so if you want to get me, it's m.me backslash women who wow on Facebook. And that's that's where I mainly hang out. Perfect. I'll post the links below so we can click on them, check out the free resources, 
see if it's the community for you. Um, I am so grateful for the time we spent today. I hope if anyone's listening and you learned something of value, share it with a friend. You are fantastic. Such a wealth of knowledge. We could probably talk all day, but thank you so much for being here, Michelle. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more information, visit our site at solodefacto.com. And remember, smash that like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. Solo De Facto is sponsored by Back Office Betty's, trusted virtual legal receptionist, helping you grow your firm one call, one chat, one new client at a time. To discover how they can help you grow your firm, head on over to backofficebetties.com and mention the Solo De Facto show for an exclusive listener offer.